Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Blue Balls podcast. I am your host, Eric Reesberg, subbing in for Luke Walsh this week, and joining me on the other side of the Zoom machine, Jackson Dutton. How are we doing, Jackson? We are doing well. Excited to be here. Happy to be your co-host tonight and talk a little about the NFL draft coming up in a couple days as we're recording this. Yeah, I mean, you're our resident draft expert, so I mean, it, it made sense for you to be here, um, especially on the predictive side of things. I think we'll probably do a recap um, in a couple weeks after this is done, too, and kind of free agency settles itself down um, so we can get a good look at the new teams. But I'm um, glad to have you here on the predictive side of things. You did so well last year with it. Yeah, last year, I mean, we didn't have any sports going on at the time, so it was really easy to kind of dig into the draft. And so for this year, I, I've still kind of just been studying up. I'm not going to pretend like I've been watching a ton of film, but I feel like I have a pretty good read on what some teams' needs are, who kind of the top guys are. So it'll be kind of interesting to see how we do with this uh, mock draft we're going to do here. Yeah, so just for um, the the rest of the listeners who don't know what our structure is going to be today, we're just going to do a mock draft. Um, I'm going to take the odd picks for the first. We're going to do the first round. I'm going to do the odd picks. Jackson's going to end up taking um, the even picks, and, and most likely the even picks are going to be a lot more accurate. Um, then the odd picks is going to be my guess. Hey, I think you're going to do really well with your first pick. I feel pretty confident in that one. Yeah, thankfully the first pick is is going to be pretty easy here. Um, so I don't know if we want to want to dive into it or. Oh, what are you drinking? Are you drinking anything? So I, yeah, I did not buy any new booze. So the only thing I had on my fridge was just some white claws. I'm drinking the pineapple flavor, which is part of the new variety pack. Ooh. So they have a, a third variety pack with mango, which was in a previous one, and then blackberry strawberry and pineapple and so i'm drinking pineapple right now five percent hundred calories it is good it is delicious yeah you're you're a big seltzer fan yeah you're a big seltzer big 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 white claw boy for sure white claw specifically that's that's the best brand i think it's my go-to um truly lemonades are delicious Mm. Uh, I also like the Coors ones are pretty solid too. Yeah, I like the Coors ones. I think uh, personally, I think the Trulies are a little too sweet. Um, I I don't love sweetness, although at the mm-hmm. same time, I'm drinking a mimosa right now. Um, Ooh, it's my drink of choice a- tonight. Um, we had some leftover prosecco and some leftover um, orange juice with mango. Um, so we've got ourselves a nice little mimosa going on here. We had breakfast for dinner, so it just kind of seemed to make oh, sense. You know? That's a great idea. No. Uh, yeah, the sweetness can definitely hit you with these. I think White Claws are just like the crispest. I feel like they're just like a, they're a pretty good crisp level. The flavors mm-hmm. are good, and I don't feel. I mean, it's like drinking water, so I'm just really hydrating. Is basically what right. I'm doing. Yeah, it's true. It's like healthy for you, basically. Yeah, that's how they should yeah, market it. They should market it as like it's basically water. You know, it's basically water. <laughs> no, it. I, they don't need to market it. They're marketing it super well. It's already like huge. It's crazy how. When we were in college, nobody was drinking hard seltzers. Like, right. maybe right at the end, but like, yeah, the seltzer game blew up. That's for sure. Blew up right after we graduated, and now you go to a liquor store. There's like just a whole section of it. Everybody's got one. It's it's wild how it's blown up. But I think yeah. it's just people want a lighter drink. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's a good. It's great for summer. Like, if I'm on a boat, why would I want to drink bread? <laughs> it's essentially, like what like some like some beers can be. Uh, so no, I think I'm definitely a big seltzer fan. Yeah. I mean, it, it's like a little more accessible too. like for people who, you know, like people who have celiac and things like that, they, they can't have beer. And so I, I've noticed even like, not just the big places like White Claw and Coors and all them, but like even local breweries are starting to come up with their own seltzers, um, and ciders as well. I think people got a little tired of the craft beer game. Um, and so they were ready to try, try something a little different. No, it, it provides some good variety. Uh, one of the local breweries here in Indianapolis, Sun King, mm-hmm. they uh, they came out with some seltzers. They're not good. No, <laughs> they were they were rough. It might have been like I think the black cherry one was probably the worst seltzer I've ever had, bar Oof, none. That's rough. I mean, it was basically cough syrup. Like it was just they didn't have it, which is okay. Yeah, they've got there's a local brewery up here that makes really, really good seltzers. Um, Bauhaus um, in the Minneapolis area, they make a seltzer called Bolo. 
Um, it's amazing. It's definitely the best seltzer I've ever had. Um, and they've got all sorts of fun flavors and stuff. Lime, lime is the best one. Tastes a little bit like a margarita, just like toned down a bit. Oh, nice. It's good stuff. Yeah. I, I feel like when we were in college, it was like the limeritas and the strawberries. These are just like simpler. Those, those were like way too sugary and sweet. They'd fuck you up. But the, these I think are like pared down a little bit. Yeah. Yep. The liquor game has come, come a long ways since, since those days. It really has. All right. Well, should we get into this year? Absolutely. Let's get it going. All right. So a couple of ground rules on this draft. We are not going to be trading picks. So picks where they're at as of Tuesday night, um, that's where they're going to stay. So if we think someone's going to trade back, maybe we mention that, but we're going to pick based on team need here. So first overall pick is going to be the Jacksonville Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, I'm not actually super convinced that they need a quarterback. Um, oh my god i am a i'm a Minshew fan i love the guy i think he really actually could be something in this league um but at the same time i know that they're going to take trevor lawrence because he's a generational talent and you just can't pass up on it as as much as i would like for them to try something else and stick with Minshew, um they're not going to i'm going to take trevor lawrence here because it's just the obvious choice there's really nothing else to choose here no i mean It'd be different if the Jets would have stayed at, like, number one, if the Jets would have lost out, and, like, they were at number two. Maybe you could cock yourself into keeping Minshew and grabbing one of these wide receivers or something. But right. it's you have to take Trevor Lawrence, like, fantasy-wise. Like, I'm interested to see how he does. I mean, because we're pretty much guaranteeing he's going to be in Jacksonville, so I think we can talk about what his fantasy value is going to be. Right. Looking at what they have weapon-wise with Urban Meyer as their coach, I think it's going to be interesting to see the kind of system. You know, whichever one of us gets him in our redraft of right. the you know rookies, I think it's just going to be interesting to see kind of this first year. Like, I don't know if he'll be a starter. Maybe like you know, you know, during a bye week, you can kind of see how he does because you know he's going to start week one. But I'm interested to see how Urban Meyer does and kind of leads this new Jacksonville team. Yeah, it's really interesting. Um, I don't think the receiving core is all that good. They did pick up Marvin Jones, which is a nice addition for um, Jacksonville and for Trevor Lawrence to throw to. Um, but they're not very young. Um, I've said before, I'm not big on DJ Chark. Um, he was supposed to kind of show up last year and he didn't. He was he was fine. Um, he was nothing special. Um, I think they're going to rely on James Robinson a lot again. Um, yep, which would be great. Which would be really good for them. Um, but yeah, I just I just think they're going to be they'll be okay. Uh, unfortunately, they're pretty far away I think on both sides of the field. So, this might not be a winning situation for a while in Jacksonville. Yeah, I th- th- well, what helps is they have another first round pick and you know, we'll get to that. That that'll definitely help. Um Yeah, it's hard. I I like Leviscus and Chenault. I think he could be helpful, but yeah, I I'm interested to see if maybe in, you know, their second pick if they want to grab another wide receiver to boost that up or a tight end. Uh, that's not Matt Flanagan. Yeah, no, definitely. I think th- they definitely have plenty of room for improvement all over the field for them. So I- I'm kind of interested to see, but yeah, no Trevor Lawrence. He, I mean, we've known he's going to be the number one pick for a while now. And so pretty much two tre- years now, ever since he came into college. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but yeah, that's my pick Trevor Lawrence. Number one, overall be shocked. Yeah. Great pick what I, what anybody would do. Um, new face of the franchise down in Jacksonville. So that'll be fun. Uh, so I'm at number two with the New York jets. And so it's interesting, you know, when I think this college football season started, the two top two quarterbacks were Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence, of course, but Zach Wilson having the, you know, season he had at BYU. I don't know if I would necessarily do this because I'm a big fan of Justin Fields, but I think, I'm pretty confident the Jets are going to take Zach Wilson, number two, from BYU. People really love his arm strength. Um, people are excited to see what he can do. You know, they have some – he has some Mahomesian qualities, people seem to think. I will say he hasn't played against amazing competition at BYU. I mean, his toughest game this year when it was against Coastal Carolina, and he did all right, but they lost that game. So it'll be interesting to see how he does on this big stage in the New York market. Um, and with a new coach in New York, you know, talk about culture building. It's going to be crazy up there in New right. York with all of that. But I think Zach, Zach Wilson is going to be the number two pick to the Jets. How mobile is Zach Wilson? I would say pretty mobile. Like he's, 
you know, he's was able to score some touchdowns this year. I don't have all the stats in front of me. Um, but he has good footwork. He, his arm angles are really impressive. Like he's able to throw out of like interesting angles um, and he's able to throw them open. So I, I, but I think he, he does have the mobility. I think, I don't know if he's as mobile as like Fields or uh, Lance, sure. but I would say he's, he could definitely, you know, in play action, get out of the pocket, move, make the defenses have to play him honest. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, as far as receiving talent in New York, it's also pretty thin. I mean, we're looking Denzel Mims, Jamison Crowder is a solid player, but but really nothing like that's going to blow your mind. Um, he gets his points. Um, but then they picked up Corey Davis in the offseason, which may be a nice addition, but he's also kind of been wishy-washy. He's really only had one solid season, and that was with Tennessee last year. He kind of broke out a little bit. Yeah, I'm not Corey. I'm not convinced Corey Davis is the answer. Like, yeah, I'm not. I, I don't think it's a bad pickup. I think he could be a solid wide receiver too. But to think he's gonna, I just, I'm just not sure. Yep. No, I'm with you. He ended up as wide receiver 30 last season, so a starter in our league, but really right on the fringe because I mean we, we don't. We have three wide receivers versus other leagues that only run two. So really a fringe starter um, for a fantasy league. We'll see if he can do things in the Jets. Um, a bit overshadowed, uh, overshadowed by A.J. Brown in Tennessee, so that could be part of it. Um, but, I, I, yeah, they need a quarterback real bad, especially after getting rid of Darnold. Yeah, and we'll, and we'll talk about the Panthers later, which, you know, how smart of that was for them. But I think I get it. You know, you want to, you know, with all these teams, I mean, you talk about Minshew, like, but if you can get a stud quarterback and start the clock over again, that's look at what Mahomes has been able to do with the Chiefs for how right. cheap of money he's making, and even this, you know, he signed a new contract, but he's still only making like not that or not that much money he's going against the cap. Right, and that's exactly. huge. Yeah, there's some really interesting ways that they can structure these deals. I saw a lot of restructuring deals, um, basically that can affect the cap. So they take all their pay as bonus, or they take it as like late salary or something like that. Um, these these teams are getting pretty clever at avoiding those cap issues. Um, and like you said, Mahomes is a great example of it. They set they set him up for ten years. They know exactly what they're going to pay him, and now they can work on keeping the rest of this roster super strong. Um, and hopefully you know a rebuilding team like the jets which they've been rebuilding forever can start to do something like that with zach wilson on their side yeah and i like robert Sala as a hire and so i'm excited to see kind of what the jets do with that um but yeah no you have to kind of start the clock because if you look at the past super bowl winners it's either tom brady who <laughs> is notorious for taking pay cuts anyway or somebody on a rookie deal right a la i mean the eagles it was you know carson wentz was still on his rookie deal yeah. Even though it wasn't him, it was you know Nick Foles. But it was affordable because they didn't have a high-paid quarterback. Exactly, and then the Chiefs with Mahomes. Uh, yeah, so it's basically either a rookie deal quarterback. You know what Seattle did in like 2013? He was on a rookie deal, so that's why the defense was so good. You know, you can pay other people and make the talent around you better if you have a cheap quarterback. So it's a nice window to have. Yeah, totally agree. All right, well, so we'll move on here. Number. Three pick goes to San Francisco. They traded with Miami to get up to this spot. Miami moved down to 12 and then subsequently back up to six. Um, Miami's playing a whole other game um, than everyone else here. Um, oh, yeah. They're, they are playing chess while everybody's playing checkers. It's wild. Absolutely. They're, they're all over this draft this year. Um, but I know a lot of people have been talking about a need for the San Francisco 49ers being quarterback. <sighs> I don't know that I buy it. I like Jimmy Garoppolo. I think he's had injury problems. Um, I think he fits the system. They wouldn't have gone and gotten him um, and brought him into San Francisco if he didn't fit Shanahan's system. Um, I I don't know. I don't know that I want to take a quarterback here, actually. Okay, so, okay that, that brings up kind of an interesting question. So I'll bring this up. This is where definitely the draft starts for me. I mean, we, I think the first two picks feel pretty locked in. Yeah, I would agree and with so that. And so going forward with this, so you're acting as the 49ers GM right now, or what you think the 49ers GM is going to do? Um, That's kind of what I, you have to decide. I'm gonna I'm gonna approach this as if I was the GM. So looking at what okay. I think they need, um, I think they, gosh, there's no like strong running backs really. There's a couple, but not good enough to be going top three in the draft here. 
Um, they've had a lot of injuries at running back, and maybe that that's just a fluke of last season. But mm-hmm. wide receiver, they could probably use some help. I don't know that Debo is what he is, um, is what he was in his rookie season. I think he's fine. I don't think he's great. Um, Ayuk could be something, but it'd be nice to have an additional body there. Obviously, they'll get George Kittle back this season, which is going to be a huge help. Um, yeah, maybe they do need a quarterback, though. Sort of thinking about the future. I mean, Garoppolo is a bit expensive. Um, and also, if Garoppolo does actually get to play, you know, this season, he could be a dealable person next year. He could be someone, when you're looking at 2022, the, the draft is not as good. There's not as, as much talent coming out as there is this year at quarterback. And so you think maybe Garoppolo plays this year and he's somebody tradable. So I actually am going to go quarterback. Um, I sort of talked myself into it here. I think it makes sense as a future building move. I don't know that they need him this year necessarily. Um, I think the consensus is Trey Lance as more of a like future quarterback here. Um, I don't know that San Francisco is necessarily looking for the mobility of a Justin Fields, um, the like wild card move of a Justin Fields. Um, so I'm going to take Trey Lance here at number three for San Francisco. I think that's a great pick. So, just talking about kind of what the rumor mill is a little bit. So this kind of getting us into the quarterback conversation more, especially with these top picks. There's a rumor that it's like Mac Jones for sure. Like people were pretty convinced that it was going to be him, which feels insane to me. Like, and, and I have no issues with Mac Jones, but to like trade all of that capital, like the next two first round picks right. for Mac Jones feels like way too much to give up Yeah, for me personally. But yeah, I think Trey Lance, if you want to sit him behind Jimmy Garoppolo for a year, I mean, I, Jimmy has to see the writing on the walls. I mean, they gave up so much, so he has to know what's yeah. coming down the pipeline here. But yeah, or, you know, if you want to play Trey Lance right away, you suddenly have an asset in Jimmy Garoppolo that could, maybe you can send him to the Patriots or somewhere else where he could kind of be the starter there. So it, it gives you some a story. Wow, that would be a hell of a story. Wouldn't that be nuts? So that's just, that's just an idea, but I think the 49ers are definitely taking a quarterback here. They, they, they went up to three to get a quarterback. They didn't go up for any other position. And I think Trey Lance is a solid pick. Yeah, I agree. All right. So at four, so this is kind of where it gets more interesting because I don't know if it's going to be quarterback here. You know, some people are thinking maybe, so this is the Falcons pick at four, you know, they could get Matt Ryan's replacement right here. They could, they could set themselves up, you know, have a red shirt year, kind of what we talked about with Trey Lance have him sit behind or they could get the best player available on the board. And so I want to talk about who I think is the best player on the board right now. I don't know if I'm going to make this pick, but it's Kyle Pitts. Uh, He's Mm -hmm. a tight end out of Florida. Other than Trevor Lawrence, I think he's probably the best player in this draft. Um, The intangibles are insane. His route running his his build. He can already block decently well, but like his route running is going to be so good because you can line him up anywhere on the outside, inside, he's a stud. It's, yeah. it's crazy. Everything I've seen on him, it's just studly. And so I would get as an offensive coordinator, if you're like, see Kyle Pitts sitting there at four, you just got to be licking your chops. And if you're Matt Ryan, you got to be praying, let's go get this guy to give me right. some help, opposed to drafting my replacement at number four. That being said, you know, it's, I think it's hard because when is the next time the Falcons will be at four? You know, the Falcons right. aren't usually this bad. Yeah, they've been consistently good. I think the last time they were down this low was when they got Matt Ryan. Yeah. I'm going to take Kyle Pitts, though. All right. Because I think it's going to really help their offense. I think what's going to end up happening is Julio Jones, I think, might be coming out the door. There's, been, You know, we're not going to get into all kinds of football news but julio jones his cap hit is insane and they might be looking to deal him and so opposed to having two quarterbacks not getting kyle pitts and then losing julio jones i think matt ryan isn't old it's not like he's 40 years old he's 35 give him a weapon you still have calvin ridley have kyle pitts there pair him with calvin ridley and you've got studs for years yeah i agree with that I think that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. 
All right, number five here, we have the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, quarterback is one thing that they don't need, so this will be the first team on the board that isn't looking to the future here. I mean, Joe Burrow was great in his first season until he got hurt. Um, super unfortunate situation, but I believe he's going to be back to play this year, probably at the beginning, um, which is which is amazing. Um, really good for him. Um, so when you look at what they need, uh, Joe Mixon is fine. I think he can cover running back pretty well. Wide receiver, they got a little thin. They lost AJ Green this off season, um, which I don't. You could argue that that's actually getting thin or not because AJ Green kind of blows. Um, but realistically, I think they need to take a wide receiver here. Um, they need some talent to help Joe Burrow. I know their defense also has a lot of problems, um, and their offensive line also has some big problems here. Um, but I think wide receiver for these guys just makes sense. Um, they they need some help. T. Higgins is good. Tyler Boyd is good. But getting that third guy um, to really balance this thing out, I think, will help Cincinnati a lot. Um, and so in that case, we're looking at maybe Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddell, um, Devonta Smith, Um and Jamar Chase is the best wide receiver on this board. Um, so he is going to be my pick for Cincinnati um, to kind of round out that offensive um, front for Cincinnati. Jamar Chase, I think it's a good pick. I think, so yeah, you bring up kind of their two needs. I think it's wide receiver and offensive line, specifically maybe tackle. Uh, I mean, there's a reason Joe Burrow was laying on the ground whatever week it was because the offensive line wasn't very good and didn't protect him very well. And so having the best weapons on the field doesn't really help you if you can't get them the ball. So I could, I could see it both ways, but you know, the other thing by drafting Jamar chase, they played together at LSU in 2019 and we saw what that team did. It was right. pretty incredible. So I think it's a good pick. It's, I think it's really going to be either Jamar chase or the top tackle on the board. Yeah. There for, um, yeah. All right, now number six. So we're going with the Miami Dolphins, who you know traded from twelve to six with the Eagles. They have some needs at wide receiver. Um, they could use some defensive help as well. I think they could also use a running back. Uh, the Miami running back situations all over the place, but they are not taking a running back at number six. Nobody's going to do that. Nope. And so I think they are going to go with the next best wide receiver. I think they're going to go with Jalen Waddle out of Alabama. Um, you could say it's um, Devontae Smith. I think Devontae Smith is really good. I know, J- you know, Jalen Waddle's coming off injury, but Devontae Smith's size, I think, is what concerns people. You know, the top three wide receivers are Chase, Waddle, and um, Smith. And so I could definitely see Devontae Smith here. Either way, Tua is reuniting with one of his college teammates here. But I think this time they're going to go with Jalen Waddle. Um, he's like a better version of Henry Ruggs because he, he has some speed, but I think he's a little bit more refined and it's going to like fit in a little bit better right away. Uh, you know, he's, he's going to be good for the slot. He'll be good at the punt returner. Uh, you just put the ball in his hands in space and he's going to be able to burst off the line and explode. Um, press corners are going to really struggle with him. So I think Jalen Waddle is going to be the pick. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts on the comments that both Waddle and um, Smith have made about preferring Mac Jones over Tua as their quarterback? And does that have any effect here, knowing that the Dolphins have Tua? Uh, I think a little, you know, I think the tough part is, you know, Tua got injured in like their last season with him. So it's really hard to know, you know, they got a little bit more time with Mac Jones and they won a championship with Mac Jones. You know, they never did that with Tua right. or maybe they, may, maybe they did the one year, the Tua one. I, I can't, cause I can't remember like who was all on that team. They have so many studs, you know, between Judy and all of those guys. But I think at the same time, you kind of have to just look at the best position and what's going to make sense for them. And so they can prefer Mac Jones in college, but you know, they want to get to a weapons if they want to make him work. And so getting him the best wide receiver that's left on the board, I think makes sense. Yeah. Yep. That makes sense to me too. All right. Moving on. We have the Detroit lions at number seven. This one is kind of a free for all. They, they have every need you can imagine. Um, other than I think quarterback, I think Jared Goff will be fine. And I think they trust Jared Goff. Um, they didn't give him a long-term deal necessarily, but they did give him enough of a deal to like, you know, test the water, see how it goes. 
Um, let him maybe be a stopgap guy. I don't think they'll go quarterback here. Um, no. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. What they really need is a wide receiver. They lost Kenny Galladay. They lost Marvin Jones. They really have nothing. Um, and obviously the whole defense needs some work as well. Um, that being said, I'm going to take best player left on the board that is a wide receiver, and that's going to be Devontae Smith. I think they just need some more help there. So I'm going to take Devontae Smith here for the Lions. I think that's a solid pick. I think the big thing is they're definitely a team that could easily trade down because they need some picks. Correct. And yeah, so they, need, they need everything. So I think if they stay there, I think that makes total sense. It's taking a really good player available. Uh, Devontae Smith, I mean, we saw what he did in his Heisman campaign. It, it was almost looked like no one was guarding him. It felt that he was got so open. It, it was honestly incredible to watch. And so even though he's a little undersized, I think he'll be a great receiver in the NFL. And so, and Jerry Goff needs a weapon. You know, if they're going to try to make this guy work in Detroit, you got to give him something to throw to. Correct. Yeah. Hawkins, Hawk is good, but he's not that good. Not that good. No, not that good. All right. At number eight, the Carolina Panthers who, so they uh, traded for their quarterback in uh, Sam Darnold. They got him from the Jets. Uh, and so they're not a quarterback needy team. I think we thought they would be. They seem to kind of be off the Teddy Bridgewater train. And so they're yeah. looking into getting a new quarterback, but they're going to, it looks like roll with Sam Darnold. Some people think they might still draft a quarterback. I don't see that as something they're going to do. Doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Doesn't make a lot of sense to me. So I think they will take the first offensive tackle off the board. You know, he, he this is honestly probably falling a little bit for this guy. Panay Sewell out of Oregon. I think they're going to take him. If he's at eight, they're going to be thrilled to be grabbing him. Um, He sat out this past year, but, you know, he was the, he won the offensive lineman of the year award his freshman year. Uh, He was that good. He's only 20 years old. He's still like, I think just the upside is insane and he could be a left tackle for the next 15 years for a team. And so Carolina Panthers are going to be thrilled to get him at number eight. Yeah, no, I think that's a really solid pick. That's definitely something that they need. Um, I, I, their wide receiver core is solid. They're going to get McCaffrey back this year, and their defense isn't terrible. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's passable, and so I think the real need that they have is tackle. So I think I think that's a really solid pick, and probably where the where they'll go if he's still available at this point. Yeah, and it's really going to give Sam Darnold a chance to succeed. You're right. I mean, the we- the weapons he's getting in Carolina are definitely much improved to what he had in New York plus Christian McCaffrey, and now shoring up the offensive line right there. I I think it's you could call Sam Darnold a bust, but the Jets did not support him, and so it looks like Carolina is at least going to give him a chance if they go this route. Yep, agreed. I, I think, yeah, I don't know if they'll start Teddy at the beginning and then go Darnold. We'll have to wait and see what happens there. I think it's kind of a toss-up at this point. Well, it depends if they keep Teddy. You could see, you know, depending on how this quarterback the quarterbacks go, maybe Teddy goes on the move. True. Yeah, that's possible as well. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on to number nine, we have the Denver Broncos. Um, it feels weird that Justin Fields continues to fall um, this far down, but I don't think they're going to take a quarterback here either. I think they're interesting. Stay, I think they're going to stick with Drew Locke. Um, I know it hasn't turned out quite as planned. Um, but they've had a lot of injuries on that team. Pretty much, pretty much every year, he's hit, he's e- either he's been injured or his supporting cast has been injured. So I think they need to wait and see um, what's going to happen there. I will say that I think they need a tackle as well. They need some protection for Drew Locke to kind of help him be um, successful. And so in that case, I am going to be taking um, the next offensive tackle off the board, which is going to be Rashawn Slater um, from the University of Northwestern. Okay, interesting. Not what I personally would have do. Would you go I, I quarterback? I'd go quarterback for sure. If Justin Fields is there at nine, sure. I think because I think the Broncos honestly might trade up. Like if he's still there at seven, they might throw something at the Lions to grab him. I don't think you're wrong about like the reasoning for trying to grab Rashawn Slater because I think he's going to be a really solid tackle. He's got some flexibility. You can put him at guard, but if Justin Fields is just sitting there at four or excuse me, at nine, tough yeah. to turn down. Yeah, it's fair. But Hey, I'm interested to see how this goes. We'll, we'll kind of maybe post this, this uh, mock draft that we have and see how it, 
how it looks compared to what actually happens. Yeah, there may be some serious wrenches in this thing. <laughs> well, it can get really get blown up, especially if like Falcons go quarterback at four, you know, sure. stuff like that. But no, okay. Rashawn Slater is a great player. And so I think it's a good pick. I just don't, I think the Broncos have a bigger need. I don't believe in Drew Locke. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Uh, at number 10, we have the Dallas Cowboys. I think we are finally going to see a defensive player come off the board. Isn't it crazy? We've had nine picks, not a single right. defensive player. Uh, it just kind of shows the offensive strength of this draft. Uh, I'm not going to waste too much time on this. I think the best co- they need a cornerback. They need some help in the secondary. And I think they're going to take Patrick Sertain from Alabama. Um, you can make an argument for JC Horn, maybe Caleb Farley, but he's got you know some back issues. But I think, Proving commodity for someone from Alabama, they're going to take Patrick Sertain. Yeah, I think that's a good pick. That is definitely something that the Giants, or the not the Giants, the Cowboys need. Um, they're pretty set on offense, especially with Dak coming back. I don't know if he'll be back at the beginning of the season necessarily, um, but yeah, they need defense much more than they need offense. So that makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. All right, moving on to New York, New York Giants. Um, I think their biggest need is wide receiver. I don't like any of their receivers, although they did pick up Kenny Galladay. So maybe we can pump the brakes on that a bit um, and look at the defense. The defense, defensive side of the ball, um, they need an edge rusher. They definitely don't have one of those um, that's like totally dominant. Um, so I can see them maybe going edge here. Um, I don't know how deep the edge talent is in this draft necessarily. Um, I, I've heard it's not as good as previous years. It's not super deep. No, unfortunately. So it'd probably be a stretch to go for an edge guy here. You think? Uh, I think it'd be tough at 11 and you know, it's kind of tough the way this draft fell because you know, they probably could have taken like maybe Devonte Smith if he was there. Sure. It just kind of the way this draft has fallen. But yeah, I, you can maybe take an edge or maybe, you know, draft, a solid cornerback. Um, you can make an argument Cor- for yeah. Corner could be good as well. They could maybe go with like a Micah Par, not Micah Parsons, J.C. Horn, um, or a Caleb Farley mm-hmm. here. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to do that. Actually, I'm going to go with a corner. Um, I don't know that they love the guys they have. Um, I'm going to take J.C. Horn here from South Carolina. I think it's a pretty solid pick. All right, so yeah, it feels like every team needs a wide receiver, doesn't it? And I think what's good for this is it's a deep wide receiver class. But I think at 12 for the Philadelphia Eagles, who uh, traded back, I think it'd be a little too early to kind of get into that second wave of wide receivers, you know, that we'll probably get to near the end of the first round. So I'm going to look a little elsewhere. I need a minute just to kind of look at what's available. Obviously, wouldn't it be nuts if they take Justin Fields? totally yeah. screw up Jalen Hurts development just really throw yeah, it all the crap that's not going to happen oh man let's see other solid players available still are Micah Parsons linebacker out of Penn State um, still have some really good tackles on the board Christian Darisau, Tevin Jenkins from Oklahoma State but I'm going to go I think I'm going to go with the best defender. I think that's left. I'm Micah Parsons. I think he's a really solid linebacker. The Eagles need tons of help as well. They're a team that suddenly got really old really quickly. Um, and so they just need help shoring up their team. But I think I'm going to take just the best defender left on the board with Micah Parsons. Yeah, I think that's a solid pick. Um, Eagles are somewhat set up, I think, on the offensive side of the ball. Um, they need some defensive help for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on to pick number 13, we have the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, they don't need a quarterback. <laughs> Another team that doesn't need a quarterback here. Um, Justin Herbert showed what he can do last season. And they really don't need a whole lot on the offensive side of the ball. Um, tight end, they're a little bit thin. Um, if Pitts somehow gets to this point, they're going to take him. I'm almost positive. Um, losing Hunter Henry is a big deal for them. That's that's something that they're going to miss out on a lot. Um, but that being said, I think they're end up going to end up going defense here. Mm-hmm. Um, their defense was okay. It, it's nothing special um, by any means. So um, taking the next 
defensive guy off the board. I mean, you're looking at Caleb Farley, maybe um, Jalen Phillips on the edge. They really don't need an edge guy though. So I don't think they're going to go there. Um, or it looks like maybe Zaven Collins at linebacker. Um, it's tough. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't think they need any offensive help here. Um, so you got to go defense and I'm just going to go with um, Caleb Farley, I believe. Um, okay. He's going to be the next guy off. They they need some help on one of the corner sides. I mean, they have Casey Hayward, who's fine, but the next guy up is Michael Davis, who is certainly nothing special. And if they're able to get um, Derwin James healthy again this season, that defense could be really elite if they add that one extra piece. So I'm going to go with Caleb Farley here. Yeah, I think what's interesting about our draft, you know, we have a lot of defensive guys come off the board because teams like, you know, the Broncos – did not take a quarterback. The Lions sure. did not take a quarterback. So with Fields and Mac Jones still on the board, it's really kind of changed the complexion of the draft a little bit. So it's kind of you interesting can say to see that. Up. It's okay. You can say that we fucked up the draft. I don't think we fucked up. I think it's possible to like, maybe I'm overvaluing these quarterbacks a little bit, you know, but I also think it's very possible that Mac Jones could go to the Niners, like, which would be crazy. And then Trey Lance is sitting there. And the Broncos could jump all over him, you know, so it's, it's hard to know for sure. But in this exercise, I think this is what would happen if this happens, you know, as we're making these right. picks. Yep. So now, so now at 14, so this, this is the Vikings and we are both Vikings fans. So this gets into a kind of a tricky, tricky situation yeah. of what, yeah, what I want, what I would do given the chance. Cause if Justin Fields is sitting there, Oh man. It'd be really hard to not take him if he falls. It'd be to pretty 14, juicy. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty juicy to take him. It's a juicy pick, it's, but I, oh man, I didn't realize. Yeah, when I said I take the evens, I forgot to get the Vikings. I've been playing the long game. I was setting you up to have to make this decision on Justin Fields. Oh, I love. <laughs> okay, so here's what the Vikings for sure need. They need offensive line help it's been brutal it, Kirk Cousins you can say what you will but if he you know if you can't get protected I mean you saw what happened to Patrick Mahomes with no yep. protection you think Kirk Cousins can move like that so they definitely need offensive line help they also do need think, an edge rusher do you think they'd move up to get one of those elite offensive tackles because most likely neither of those guys will make it to 14 even 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 the way our exercise played out neither of those guys will fall this far so the no. question is do they go up and get him? I think either the Chargers or the Vikings could easily move up because I think the Chargers need an, an offensive lineman as well. And so I think either of those teams could be kind of trying to move up into the seven, eight, nine range. Maybe yeah. not nine because I don't see the Broncos moving down. Um, but the seven, eight range, it just kind of depends. Like I think the Lions are going to be really interesting because they're desperate for picks. Yeah, And absolutely. so they could be a definite trade partner. But so – that would help them, you know, if they got up to to seven, they could have had either Sewell or Slater in our draft. But with this, with who's available, you know, it's Christian Derisad of Virginia Tech, Tevin Jenkins, Oklahoma State, Elijah Vera Tucker. I like him out of USC. He's a good offensive lineman uh, that can play guard or tackle, depending on what you need. But it's hard because I feel like Mike Zimmer just wants to take an edge rusher. He he will if given the opportunity. Absolutely, I take an edge rusher, or I'll take another cornerback because that's only the yeah. I know. Which stupid Vikings had drafted a first round cornerback that is now going to jail probably. Yep. Yep. I'm going to take Christian Darrisaw. Justin Fields is super juicy, but I'm going to take Christian Derrissaw. He's the best tackle left on the board. Um, I think he's a pretty solid player. I think what gets a little tricky with him, there are a little bit, there are a little, uh, little bit of concerns. I would say maybe a little bit about just kind of uh, him as a person, but he's a really good zone blocker, and that's going to be great for what the Vikings want to do uh, with Dalvin Cook in the backfield. Uh, He's long. He's 6'5", 322 pounds. I think he's going to be a good pick and can slide right in right away. Yeah. Yeah, they they definitely need an offensive tackle. Um, 
that that's that's the most prevalent need um for the Vikings. So I think if we're gonna draft based on team need, that makes a lot more sense than Justin Fields, even though he's still available in this exercise. Yep. All right, moving on to the Patriots. Um hmm. Patriots at number fifteen. I can't I, believe we're leaving. I can't believe we're leaving this to them. Yeah, um, I think they take one. I think they take someone if they're available, um, and I think they're going to go with Justin Fields. Um, I I don't think they think Cam is the guy for the future. I, he's no. I just don't think that's it. I think Belichick wants something young and something stable, very unsimilar to him being old and unstable. Um, but I think we go with Justin Fields here. It, he's too good to pass up at this point and they do need a quarterback for the future. I don't think Cam is the answer. Well, I think it's a perfect situation. Like who better for Justin Fields to sit behind for a year than Cam Newton. They're going to run the same system, just better with Justin Fields after like, if they want to sit Justin Fields for a year, they can because they have the old model of Justin Fields essentially with Cam Newton. It's kind of a perfect setup. If, if Justin Fields falls to 15, if the Patriots don't have to do anything to get him, they're going to be no, yeah, no brain. Screw, They'll take him. Screw, I mean, and it's going to the league is going to be kicking themselves like, how did we let this happen? That's where I feel like the Vikings would have a really have to take a look, 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 good hard look at themselves if they have the chance to get him at fourteen, right? Because to pass up on who I think I think he's the third, easily the third, if not second best quarterback in this draft. Sure. Yeah, so I'm going to take Justin Fields for the Patriots pick at number 15. All right, that's solid. All right, so now I'm at the Cardinals. I think we'll move a little faster through these, but I kind of want to like look and see because Cardinals team needs, um, you know, they need a running back, but they could also use corner linebacker. They could use a in, they could use a lineman too to, uh, on the offensive line to help out Kyler. Because they have really good weapons. Um, I'm. I don't think there's a corner left that I would take here at 16. So I'm going to take Zayvon Collins, linebacker out of Tulsa. Right. You know they they shirt up their edge rush, but kind of helping out. You know the back seven with a, with a really good linebacker like David Collins, I think it's going to be the move. Yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. Moving on to number 17. We hear, we have the Las Vegas Raiders. I still want to call them Oakland, but Las Vegas Raiders. It's hard. Uh, yeah. They need an edge edge guy. They haven't had a good edge guy since they let um, Khalil Mack out the door. Um, I think they're going to take the, the next edge guy here. They're going to go with Jalen Phillips at uh, edge guy from Miami. Yeah. He's got a little bit of injury concerns because uh, he kind of sat out. Um, but no, I think that's a good pick for them for sure. All right. So now, now we're back at 18 with the Miami Dolphins. So they, uh, they already had a first round pick and we had Jalen Waddle going to them. So they've kind of filled a need at wide receiver really shirt up that unit. I think they could use a running back, but man, it just feels too early to go. This is where it gets tricky because I think Najee Harris is a great running back out of Alabama. You can say Travis Etienne as well. Those are probably the top two running backs in this draft. But 18 feels like early to get one. It's a, it's such big capital to, you know, use on a running back and we kind of know how running backs go. So I am going to go with an edge rusher for them to help their defense, which is already really solid, and it'll help them get better. I think they're going to go with Quiddy Pay out of Michigan. All right. Moving on, here we have the Washington football team. Gosh, I don't know what to think about these guys. Um they also feel like a team to me that kind of need everything. Mm-hmm. Um, they have Ryan Fitzpatrick right now and Kyle Allen. Neither of those guys are the answer, probably. Kyle Allen has proven he's not, and Ryan Fitzpatrick has also proven he's not. Um, I think if Mac Jones is available here, they're going to take him. 
And so with that being said, I'm going to take Mac Jones for the Washington football team. Get a quarterback that might be something for the future, considering the last guy that got was a total bust. Yeah, no, I think it's solid. That's the thing. I think Mac Jones around this range is much more appropriate. I just don't think he's a he's appropriate at number three. That's all. Like, yeah, the, I think Mac the Jones. Thing I think, yeah, the thing I ahead. think about Mac Jones is I just think about AJ McCarron and how dominant he was when he was the quarterback in Alabama, and he was just undesired and didn't really become anything in the pros. Um, it feels similar to me with Mac Jones. Yeah, no, I could definitely see that. So. No, I think Mac Jones sitting behind Ryan Fitzpatrick for a year. I think that's a good person to learn from. A smart, a really smart quarterback. Um, the Washington football team is on the up, man. Because like that division's up for grabs. Like as good as the Cowboys' like offense projects to be, they're not super good. The Eagles are down. Who knows how good the Giants are? So like Washington could really build something there. Yep, I agree. Speaking of teams who are on the rise. You know, they got the red rifle. We got at pick 20, the Chicago Bears. Man, oh, man. Uh, they're probably going to be pissed if, you know, because they, they could have definitely taken Mac Jones there. They need a quarterback. Andy Dalton is not the answer. Spoiler alert. Um, but I think they'll finally maybe take a first round offensive tackle that could actually help them, opposed to you know, wasting picks on stuff they don't need. I'm going to go with Tevin Jenkins out of Oklahoma State. I think he's the best available offensive lineman left. Uh, or they go Elijah Vera Tucker. No, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Jenkins out of Oklahoma State. I think he's a sure tackle. I think he projects a little bit more as a right tackle, which is a little weird. That's what makes him a little different. But I'm gonna go with Jenkins. Yeah, that's good. Um, that's assuming the Bears will pick logically, which most likely they won't. So um, it's true. But it is what it is. Uh, moving on, we have. Pick 21, the Indianapolis Colts. Um, amazing we haven't had any. Oh, we have had repeats with uh, Miami, right? Yep. Yeah, Miami's been our one repeat so far. I was just thinking about that. Um, Indianapolis Colts, they need offensive line help. They probably need some corner help, and they I think they need some a little bit of wide receiver help too. T.Y. Hilton mm-hmm. isn't what he was. Michael Pittman is fine. Zach Pascal is fine. I think Pittman actually could be pretty good moving forward. Um but they could use some wide receiver help as well. Um, and maybe we start getting into this second round of wide receivers here. Um, we've got Rashad Bateman um, from the University of Minnesota. We've got Elijah Moore from Ole Miss. Um, Kadarius Tony from Florida. Um, I don't know. I, the Colts feel like they have a lot of needs as well to me. Yeah, I mean, as someone who lives in town, so I live in Indianapolis, and so right. – it's definitely like those kind of are the big three. It's well, they also kind of need an edge rusher too. Like I would say it's, they're either going to go tackle edge rusher. I think the wide receivers are deep enough. They'd probably maybe take wide receivers second. Sure. I think that one of their first two picks is going to be either offensive line or defensive line. That's just like my feeling living here. Yeah. So if we, if we go that way and I think that makes sense, um, you've got Ijah Vera Tucker. Um, I don't know if it's Elijah Vera Tucker. Yeah. Elijah. Oh, that looks like an I on my screen. It's clearly an L now that I look at it. Um, at a USC <laughs> and Aziz Ojulari. Did I say that right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think so. Georgia is probably the next guy up. Um, I'm going to go with Elijah Vera Tucker here. Um, get them a little bit of protection for Wentz. We know what Wentz can do if he's protected and in a good situation. Um, I think, that's what they're going to need to build some confidence for him being the quarterback here. So I'm going to go with Aziz or no, Elijah Vera Tucker. Yeah, I think this will be good. He could slot in that guard. You know, it gives them some offensive line flexibility. I mean, they already have Quentin Nelson who they could move to tackle or they could let Elijah Vera Tucker move to tackle. It kind of gets, it, it provides some flexibility, but yeah, with Anthony Costanza retiring, the Colts want to address this and make sure they do what they can to protect their quarterback because they did not do that for all Andrew Luck, who you know retired early. So I think this is smart, a smart play by them. Yep, agreed. Okay, for the Titans at 22, they could use a corner, wide receiver. I think it feels like everybody could use a tackle. Like, luckily, this is a deep, ta- deep tackle draft, but I don't think I'm going to go that route. So I, I'm looking at either cornerback or wide receiver for Tennessee. I'm thinking I think I'm going to go wide receiver 
I think this is kind of where we get into the, the next round of wide receivers. And I'm going to go with Elijah Moore out of Old Miss. Little about him, you know, from what I've been able to see and kind of figure out about this guy. Uh, he's, he's a slot receiver. Um, he's good at attacking the middle of the field. Uh, he's got pretty good top end speed. So I think he's going to be good after the catch. You know, the Titans need to replace Corey Davis. I think this would be a good partner for him with um, A.J. Brown. Yeah. Yeah, I could definitely get some extra help on the on the outside for Tennessee. Because um, the Titans, who's, who's their second receiver right now if behind yeah. A.J. Brown? Did they get anybody in um, free agency? I don't believe so. Let's take a look here. Um, they've got Josh Reynolds. They got him from the Rams. Um, Interesting. Chet- Christopher Rogers, and it's nothing special. I mean, that's pretty much it. It would be Josh Reynolds at this point. So, yeah, you're right. They definitely could use some wide receiver help. I feel like Josh Reynolds is a good three. So, I think, yeah, having Elijah Moore be, become your two is a good move. Yeah, not, not to mention that they lost um, Janu this offseason as well. So, they, they have already lost some receiving talent. So, Yep. Moving on, we have another repeat here. The New York Jets at pick number 23. Jets I gave them a quarterback earlier, it appears, right? Mm-hmm. We give them a quarterback. We did. Who did we give them? We gave them Zach Wilson. Right? Zach Wilson. That's right. Number two overall pick, Zach Wilson. So um that being said, they don't need a quarterback anymore because all they have one. Um they could use a corner, they could use an edge guy, they could use a running back, probably. Um maybe. Actually, probably not. I think I, I think I'm okay with um who did they have last year that was so good? The Jets at running back? No, no. They had um never mind. They I, had old I man. Who, I don't know who I'm thinking of. They need a running back pretty bad. Um and with that being said, I think I'm gonna give him Najee Harris from Alabama. He's a really solid running back. I think he's gonna fit in here well, especially with Zach Wilson as his quarterback. Yeah, I think it's it's tough to take a running back in the first round, but I don't think there's anything wrong with the Jets taking Najee Harris. I think the Steelers, who are right behind them, are going to be a little pissed that Najee Harris goes right in front of them because I think the Steelers are clamoring for a running back. I think they'd be taking one too early. Personally, the Steelers would. But, yeah, I think Najee Harris is the best running back um, in this draft. And, I mean, he'll kind of instantly become the one. He's going to be the workhorse. Talk about our fantasy league. Najee Harris is probably going to be up there of people we might want to draft. Uh, yeah, serious to- value. Yeah. Yeah, as far as fantasy value goes, Nacho Harris is definitely going to be up there. So that's a good pick. Okay, Steelers at 24. Man, it just suddenly feels like the Steelers have just a ton of needs. Remember at the beginning of the season last year, they just they were like 11-0, and 0, and then they just fell off the earth. And, I, if, you know, with Big Ben, they're old. It feels like they need some help. But I'm going to help them in the secondary. And I'm going to get them Greg Newsom from Northwestern. Solid cornerback. I think around here is probably where he goes. And so I think that'll be a good pick for the Steelers to, to shore up their defense and kind of help that area. Uh, they could go a lot of different directions, of course, but this is where I think they're going to go. Sure. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me as well. Um, looking, looking back at the Jaguars here at pick number 25, um, they already took their quarterback, so they don't need one of those anymore. I think they should get some protection for um, Trevor Lawrence if they if they can, if there's any available players here. I mean, looking at offensive tackle, you got Alex Leatherwood from Alabama. Um, they definitely need some help on that front, but I think they also might tap into these new wide receiver talent, um, this kind of second wave here. So you're looking at Rashad Bateman potentially from Minnesota as well. Um, that being said, I think I'm going to give them Leatherwood here. They need to protect Trevor Lawrence. They need to protect their most expensive or most valuable asset that they just picked up. Yeah, I think I think Leatherwood could definitely be a little bit underrated. And so I think going to Jacksonville right there is a solid pick. All right. So now next up we have the at 26, the Cleveland Browns. Um, so I, what I'm going to do for the Cleveland Browns, they're pretty good in a lot of areas. The Browns have a pretty solid team. I'm interested to see how they do. 
But I think they're good on the edge with Miles Garrett and now signing. Oh my gosh, what's his name? Miles or uh, who did they just sign? The he was drafted by Houston, then went to Seattle, then played in Tennessee last year. Uh, Clowney. Clowney, yeah. So they signed him. So to kind of continue to shore up that, I'm going to give them probably the best defender still left on the board, Christian Barmore from Alabama. He's an inside defensive lineman. Um, so he, he'll probably play either the three technique um, or, you know, whatever. I think he's going to be really solid. Honestly, I think this is kind of as low as he could go. Uh, I think this is going to definitely help them. And so, yeah, I'm going to go with Christian Barmore. Yeah, I think that's a good pick. Moving on, we have the Baltimore Ravens at pick number 27 here. Um, personally, I think they need a wide receiver. They have Marquise Brown. They have Sammy Watkins, but Sammy Watkins kind of sucks. Um, and then the next guy is Miles Boykin. Um, and looking at the board here, we've got Rashad Bateman sitting pretty towards the pretty high to the top here. Uh, I'm going to go with Rashad Bateman here for Baltimore. I think they need some wide receiver help to really finish off um, what they have on the offensive side of the ball. That's a good pick. Yeah, Rashad Bateman. Okay. So now we're into the New Orleans Saints, who will be at quarterback playing some combination of Jameis Winston. Um, I, I really think – I don't see how they don't just start Jameis Winston. Agreed. Uh, but Sean Payton loves to get weird. So we'll see. But so they could use cornerback. They could use a wide receiver behind Michael Thomas. I mean, there could definitely be a wide receiver one here because I could see them kind of getting interesting and taking somebody like Kadarius Tooney. I could see them maybe going with a big guy like Terrence Marshall from LSU, keep him in state. If they want to get trickery, go get Rondale Moore from Purdue. That dude just he can run all kinds of gadget, weird plays, and, you know, He's really small. He's at 5'7", but, you know, he can play really well in space. So I could see that be something Sean Payton is into. Defensively, they could definitely go with an edge rusher. Or cornerback. Uh, this is where it gets hard. Or linebacker. I'm going to give him the edge rusher out of Georgia, Aziz Ojari. I think... They just have they have quite a bit of needs, but I think they're going to go defense first. Just with like who's left on the board, I think they might be reaching if they grabbed some of the wide receivers that I mentioned. And so getting yeah. one of the better defensive players, I think, is going to make more sense right now. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, there's there's a bit of a gap here for the next offensive players, um, so it makes sense to go defense here. Saints have always kind of needed a little bit of help on defense anyway. So I think this yep. makes a lot of sense. Moving forward, we have the Green Bay Packers at pick number 29. I don't think they're going to go offense here. That wouldn't be a reach by any means. I think they're going to take a linebacker. Um, Zadarius Smith is good, but he needs some help, I think, to kind of finish off how that defense really works. Um, and so with that being said, I'm going to give him Jeremiah Owusu. What's the last name there? Oh, it's Owusu Koromora. Koromoa. Koromoa. Yeah. Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa from uh, Notre Dame. Um, he is going to be my pick for the Green Bay Packers here to kind of finish off that linebacking group. Um, they have good edge rushers. They have good corners and safeties. I think that's kind of the last piece for Green Bay here. That's a pretty good pick. Okay. So the Buffalo Bills next at 30. So we've got three picks left. Bills could definitely use an edge rusher. They could use a running back. Their running grab, running back group is not very solid. Defensively, I think they could use a cornerback or an edge rusher. I could see them taking a wide receiver here, but I this is what I would do. I'm going to take Travis Etienne from Clemson. I think he's the best running back left. It's you know at pick 30, it's close to the second round, so I feel like value-wise, it's pretty good. And I think he would step in and suddenly become the stud in Buffalo behind Josh Allen, you know, being able to use him in space. And Travis Etienne became a pretty good pass catcher during his senior year or during his last year. And so I'm going to go Travis Etienne. Yeah, defensively, they're really solid. I think Etienne makes a lot of sense here to kind of round out the offense because, yeah, the running backs suck. Yep. 
All right, we are back to the Baltimore Ravens at pick number 31. They must have traded down to get here. I don't know which which pick they traded. Um, but no, this is still... the pick they got from the Chiefs. Oh, right. This is the pick they got from the Chiefs. So they are still um, in need of an edge rusher here, um, probably mm-hmm. a couple of them. And the top guy on our list is Joe Tryon from Washington. And I think that's what they're going to do if he's available here. Um, they need some help on the defensive side to get some pressure. Um, and so this is going to be a good fit for them. Yeah, I think either edge rusher or they can maybe go with like the tackle from Texas, Samuel Cosme, or maybe Lander Dickerson if they want maybe some inside help on the offensive line. But I, I don't think you're wrong at I all. I think having, having a guy like Jackson, I think they feel like maybe they can wait a little bit on getting some tackles um, since he is so good at escaping um, and buying some extra time. Yeah, no, 100%. Okay, now with the last pick, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, it's so funny how stacked they are. Like, you know, I'm looking at needs. It's like, it's all kind of relative of what they need because they're still really studly. It's amazing what Tom adding Tom Brady to your team can do for you. And they won the Super Bowl. So they could kind of go a million different directions. They could take some end rushing help just because those guys are getting a little older. Um. You know, I don't know if they're going to get Antonio Brown back so they can maybe go wide receiver. Uh, let's let's get interesting. I'm going to go with... Uh, but, man, th- there's a safety left, the guy from TCU. I'm going to go with the guy from... don't need a safety. That's like one of the positions they really don't need. Having Jordan Whitehead and Antoine Winfield, I think they're totally set at safety. Yeah, so I'm going to go with Landon... Uh, I'm going to go with Landon Dickerson out of Alabama, in, the inferior old lineman. Um, I think just showing up that offensive lineman is only going to help Tom Brady stay in the pocket longer. That's so why I think it's going to work. Yeah. I, I agree. I, not that they need, they don't need a lot, to be honest. They don't they need a lot. just won the Super Bowl. They didn't really lose any players, um, any significant talent by any means. So um, I, w- I would have money on Tampa Bay maybe doing a repeat here. I mean, anytime you have Tom Brady, it's a good bet that you're going to win the Super Bowl. So this is just like gravy for them. Well, and their division just got worse. I mean, New Orleans, we don't know where they're going. Who knows how good the Panthers are going to be or the, if the Falcons have to trade away Julio, like they could be down, like, the division feels like it's theirs. And so everybody's working on catching up to them right now. Wherever Brady goes, the rest of the division becomes terrible. Either it's either it's in New England or here in Tampa Bay. The rest of the division just folds underneath his power. Apparently, yeah. It's the TV 12 method, man. I might buy the book. It's crazy what he's doing. It's insane. Yeah, he's really good. Okay, so that is our draft. We did all 32 picks here. Um, I will post this on our chat as well so you guys can walk through it and we can compare to the actual draft. Most likely we threw some real wrenches in here that makes this not accurate. Plus, we didn't trade any picks, which will probably happen. Like like we said, the Lions especially, I think, are the ones to watch to move down. They just need so much. They're going to need to go get a bunch of picks and get some players. So, Yeah, I totally agree. I think... It's just going to be really just to see. So, yeah, no, on draft night on Thursday, I'm definitely going to be calling out picks as I think they will happen. Um, I, I don't think we're too far off. Like, the, you know, I don't think we have any like, huge reaches. I think some guys can maybe go earlier, give or take. Like, Mac Jones maybe won't fall to 19. I, I don't think Justin Fields will fall to 15. Like, that would, right. that's a, because I could see, honestly, New England, if, Justin Fields is still there at like 10 or 11. They could be calling up the Giants to be like, what do you want? We want Give us we Fields. Want to get him now before we lose him. Yeah. Well, before like the Bears or right. Washington or, you know, one of these other quarterback desperate teams kind of call up. And, you know, I, I also think that the Broncos are kind of quarterback needier than maybe what we projected here. So, yeah, maybe. I, I think Drew Locke can still be something. But yeah, I hear you. I think of the picks. Okay, so of, of the picks, I think probably the Broncos wanted the most incorrect. That's fair. But it could kind of go either way. Well, I know I got at least one of the picks right tonight with Trevor Lawrence at number one, so I will no, take I, it. I feel pretty confident with our first two. Yeah, I think we're going to start off the draft pretty solid. I might not 
maybe I won't start calling out picks until pick three. Yeah, but it'll, really, all, it'll all go downhill from there pretty quickly. At least for my I, for my picks. I think other than Justin Fields, I think we have the the top ten correct. Just maybe not the order of the ten. Wow, that's a that's a hot take right there. Well, because I but what I think could happen is maybe Panay Sewell goes to the Bengals if they choose to protect him, or Jamar Chase goes there. So yeah, if I put Fields in, who do I take out? I guess maybe Rashawn Slater falls. Well, yeah. we'll have to see. Tune we in on see. draft night. Yeah. And, check, yeah. and follow along with our picks if you want. Um, Jackson, pleasure having you here. Anything else you'd like to add? No, this is super fun. I'm excited for the draft this week, and it was good to talk some football today. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's good to get kind of back into it. It's like a sad, long off season usually. So getting some draft talk in kind of breaks up what it's like. And we'll probably do a uh, draft recap slash free agency recap here in a few weeks um, as well. So stay tuned for that. But yeah, thanks for kicking off season four with me. Yeah, absolutely. Happy to be here and excited to listen to you and Luke all next season. It's going to be exciting. Yeah, it should be a good time. Well, with that, um, thank you for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Um, And have a great day. Have a great night. And have a great week. Yep, see you guys.